If you're sending out queries to agents for your novel, you need a synopsis. But there are good reasons for writing a synopsis, even if you plan to go indie. What must be included in your novel's synopsis? What should you leave out? How long should your synopsis be? Answers to these questions and more in this episode of Writing Pursuits. Welcome to the Writing Pursuits podcast, where authors like you discuss writing craft, author life, and book marketing strategies. I'm your host, Catherine McKee. I own Writing Pursuits and write and produce the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. In addition, I am a speculative fiction author. Writing Pursuits is for authors who drink too much coffee, endure judgmental looks from their furry writing companions, and struggle for words. If you are a writer seeking encouragement, information, and inspiration, this podcast is for you. Let's get to it. Hey, Writing Pursuits authors, welcome back to the podcast. To those of you who are new, I want to extend a special welcome. My name is Catherine McKee, and I'm glad you're here. Please leave a comment, a star rating, and follow the show to help others find Writing Pursuits. Authors who want to be traditionally published must include a synopsis in each query. Indie authors should not miss the golden opportunity provided by creating a synopsis for their current work in process. For anyone who has never seen a synopsis, let's get that out of the way. Simply put, a synopsis for fiction is similar to an abstract for nonfiction, and you've probably seen those. If you've ever written a master's thesis, a doctoral dissertation, or even a super long academic paper, chances are that you have written an abstract. Abstracts are expected for scientific studies too. And put simply, an abstract is a courtesy to help the reader decide if the full-length work is what they are looking for. An abstract is a high-level summary, usually one paragraph that ranges between 150 to 250 words. We'll get to synopsis length in a moment, but first, let's discuss why you need one. And by the way, if you want to see examples of synopses for novels, just go out and Google that. You'll see lots and lots of examples. Some are better than others, but we're going to get into that. Why do you need a synopsis? For queries, if you are seeking traditional publication, your synopsis is an important part of the querying process. Steve Lobby of the Steve Lobby Agency wrote that sending your first three chapters to an agent without a synopsis is, quote, like asking someone to buy a car online, but only showing them a picture of the front grill and the passenger side door. <laughs> I love that analogy. If you want to read his entire article, it'll be in the show notes. The other reason you want to write a synopsis is for craft purposes. Even if you plan to self-publish, your synopsis is valuable to save you time during novel creation. Why? Because it will help you find the weaknesses in your story. You will learn the answers to these questions. Is your premise strong enough? Are your main characters compelling? Does the plot stay interesting? What makes your story unique? How long should a synopsis be? That's a trick question, and the answer depends on the purpose of the synopsis. First, 100 words or so. Write a synopsis that is not more than 150 words in length. This is not the same as a hook, which should be about 30 words. In your query letter, these two items, the hook and the short synopsis, should total 200 words or less as a rough guideline. 
After all, you need room in your query letter to sell yourself too. The hook for your query is a topic for another day. Let's concentrate on the short synopsis for a moment. Try for approximately 100 words. This copy can serve as your elevator pitch and help you develop your back cover copy too. You need this synopsis. Realistically, you will rewrite it many times before it is perfect. For the short synopsis, make the characters, the conflict, and the stakes clear. Now let's take Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen as an example. In Regency-era England, Elizabeth Bennet is one of Mr. and Mrs. Bennet's five unmarried daughters. Mr. Bennet's estate is entailed to a distant cousin, and the girl's mother is desperate to marry her daughters off. Wealthy prospect Mr. Darcy is attracted to Elizabeth, but repelled by her decidedly crass relatives. He insults her at their first meeting, and she is in no hurry to forgive. Can love overcome his prejudice and her pride? So that was 75 words. Notice the elements of this synopsis. The main characters, Elizabeth Bennet and Mr. Darcy, are introduced. The conflict is clear. His prejudice against her family versus her injured pride. The stakes for both are emotional death with a side of destitution for Elizabeth if she can't make an advantageous match. See, you can do that. One difference between this short synopsis and a longer one is that the story ending is not as clear as it will be. More about that in a moment. Multiple page synopses. Writing a multiple page synopsis is the most logical place to start. This Synopsis is great for evaluating your plot at a high level. Go for five pages or less. In other words, set yourself a limit. Then if you need a one-page synopsis for your queries, whittle the multiple-page one down and make every word count. Chop off the side plots. Get rid of the minor characters. Focus on the main conflict. Chop as much as you have to to make it fit the length you need. The exercise of limiting your space to a handful of pages is worth your time. One-page synopsis. Ideally, you should hone your synopsis down to one single-spaced page. That's approximately 500 words. One page is difficult to achieve, especially for a lengthy novel. So if you are preparing your synopsis for submission, then pay attention to the submission guidelines. If you ignore them, Expect the agent or publisher to toss your manuscript out. But some agents want one page and some want two and some will go for three. So follow directions if you want a contract. Put yourself in their shoes. If you looked at submissions all day, how much time would you want to spend reading about a book you might never get to read? That brings us to the next question. When do you create a synopsis? My best advice is to create your first synopsis before you write your story. What did you say? You've already written your first draft? That's okay. Write your synopsis anyway. After you have your five-page synopsis, step back and ask, is my main character relatable? If you have multiple MCs, are they all relatable? Is this the best story I can write? Where are the weak spots? Are the stakes high enough? Is death on the line? Is the pacing tight enough and the plot twisted enough to hold my reader's interest? Does the ending make sense without being the same old thing? Does the main character have a satisfying arc? 
Now you can tighten your story in an informed way during the revision process. You can even rewrite your synopsis before you start revising to perfect the plot and the story arc without having to rewrite the story several times. You might be able to do it with a synopsis in hand. Writing Pursuits is run by Catherine McKee, who has been trusted by fiction authors since 2014 to take their writing to a new level of excellence. Catherine is a three-story method certified editor who specializes in story diagnostics, coaching, and line editing to help you prepare your story for the journey ahead. For more information, go to writingpursuits.com. The link is in the show notes. And now, back to the podcast. What needs to be included in a synopsis? Main characters, setting, secondary characters, plot points, and the ending. So let's go over those. Main characters, start your start with your main characters, also known as your MCs. I like to emphasize my main characters' names with all caps the first time I reference them. This saves the reader time in figuring out who is important. Use shorthand descriptions for your MCs. It is fine to use trite phrases like single mother, deadbeat father, estranged son, impoverished family, distinguished doctor, and so on. You do not have room to provide backstory, but you can use these shorthand phrases to get the idea across. Name the setting. Setting equals place and time, and it must be disclosed because context matters. Don't linger on the details. And you know how those some movies establish a shot with place and time with a little subtitle like New York City, September 11, 2001. Get as close to that as you dare. In the example about Pride and Prejudice, I said in Regency, England. So that's the time and the place. It helps the reader understand the context of the story. Important secondary characters include critical secondary characters. For example, you wouldn't mention Frodo Baggins without including Samwise Gamgee. They're a set. You have to have both. In a one-page synopsis of Pride and Prejudice, you could expand a little bit, but you would need to mention Jane, Charles Bingley, Mr. and Mrs. Bennett, George Wickham, and Lydia Bennett by name. These characters are integral to the overarching plot, but keep your audience in mind and don't expect an agent to keep 10 characters straight. In a multiple page synopsis, use your best judgment about how many characters, places, and organizations you name. Is this for your eyes only? Well, then fine. Include anything you want. Will you be sending multiple pages out to others? Make it as easy as possible for your readers to keep people, places, and things straight. Major plot points. Tell how the characters start out. Tell the inciting event. Disclose the conflict. Go through the major plot points and make the stakes clear. You are expected to tell, not show. Put on your summarization hat. Just the facts, ma'am. Like Joel Friday used to say in Dragnet. Use strong verbs. This is something I didn't mention, but it really needs to be said. And I know I said to summarize and tell the facts. However, you need to make an emotional connection with whoever is reading your synopsis. This is the time to stretch for strong verbs with meaningful connotations. For example, 
Cinderella longs to attend the royal ball, but her stepsisters shred her homemade gown and mock her before sauntering away. Grief-stricken, she stumbles to the garden where her fairy godmother bursts into view to console her. Did you notice the verbs? Cinderella longs to go to the ball. Doesn't the word long have a stronger, more emotional connotation than want? Her stepsisters shred and mock and saunter. Cinderella stumbles and her godmother bursts into view to console her. If you have trouble with your word count, work on your verbs because verbs can do the heavy lifting in your synopsis and remove the need for a lot of helping words. Through the stepsisters' actions in our example, the reader knows they're wicked. Through the verb stumbles, we get how overwhelmed Cinderella is. The godmother's arrival seems miraculous without having to say so. She bursts onto the scene to console Cinderella. The ending. Tell the ending. Give it away. Hold nothing back. Agents and publishers want to know the resolution. If you play coy, your submission will go in file 13. They need to know the ending. Help them out. What needs to be left out of the synopsis? Here are the things to leave out of your synopsis. Leave out minor characters if possible. Leave out subplots as much as you can. Stay on the main path through the story. Omit backstory. Please. Leave out the detailed history of everyone in the story. Do not use flashbacks in your synopsis. Uh, Present the story in a linear fashion. Don't use bullet points, headings, and subheadings. Tell the story. And don't include dialogue. This is a summary, not a snippet. Your one-page synopsis will accompany your first three chapters of your full manuscript. Your manuscript is where your dialogue skills will shine. So here are some tips, finally, for a great synopsis. Use present tense. That's what we've done in the examples we've talked about so far, about Pride and Prejudice and Cinderella. And we'll talk a little bit more with a few other examples. Put your main character's names in all caps the first time they appear. This helps the reader know who is most important. It's just a clue. It's a tip. I like it. It's it's very helpful to me. If the setting is key to the plot, Put it in all caps the first time it's mentioned. It's just like the main characters. Again, this is my preference. State the inciting event in a compelling way. For example, Luke Skywalker is a farm boy on the desert planet Tatooine who dreams of becoming a fighter pilot. When his aunt and uncle are murdered by Imperial stormtroopers, he leaves his home planet to train to be a rebel pilot and a Jedi. Stay out of the weeds. In the Star Wars example, you would not mention Luke's friendship with Biggs Darklighter. Wow, what a name. Biggs Darklighter in your synopsis. He is part of Luke's backstory and he gets about two lines in the movie. He's not important enough to find his way into your synopsis. Make every word fight to stay in the synopsis. Every word must serve a purpose. Edit like mad. Your synopsis is a demonstration of writing skill. If you do not feel adequate to the task, ask your critique partners for help. Make the stakes clear. For example, when Luke joins the rebels at their base, the pilots are ordered to fly a suicide mission to destroy the Death Star. Summarize the resolution in simple terms. For example, 
Luke escapes from Darth Vader. Using the power of the Force, he pilots his ship to deliver the impossible killing shot that destroys the Death Star. Darth Vader whirls into space in his TIE fighter, leaving the door open for a sequel to Star Wars. So you tell the ending, summarize it, keep it simple, but tell the ending. Obey the guidelines you find for the agents or publishers you want to query. This shows that you can follow instructions It is a test, so make sure you pass it. And make sure your story meets the expectations for your genre. I can't say that often enough. Make sure your story meets those expectations for your genre. This is why I am an advocate for writing a synopsis before writing the first page. (gasps) But even more so for writing it again after the first draft. A synopsis is a useful tool for authors and a necessary one if you intend to attract an agent or publisher. Use these tips to make the process easier. This week's question is, do you have any pointers or experiences to share about writing synopses? That's all I have for this week. Until next time, keep writing. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and follow the podcast. If you're new around here, I hope you will sign up for the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits, Tips for Authors. That link and all the links mentioned in today's episode are in the show notes at writingpursuits.com. Please join us on Wednesdays for new episodes and keep writing, my friends. Keep writing. Keep writing.